Hello, I'm Chai Vassarelli, Director of the Rescue. Rescue teams are working through the night to save 12 boys and their coach trapped inside a cave. The monsoon had come early. The conditions in the cave were impossible. There was a very strong feeling that the children couldn't be still alive. We need expert cave divers out here. The Thai Navy SEALs put everything they had into it but only this group of people who do it as a weekend hobby has those skills. I was thinking this, this has actually got our name all over it. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face, trying to wriggle through holes that I couldn't wriggle through, finding a bigger space, sliding through, and then repeating again and again. We look into each other's faces thinking we may be the only ones that ever see them. Finding the boys was the easy part. They didn't have a clue how to get those kids up. We didn't think it was possible to dive the children out. We came up with the actual logistical plan. I told him that's a horrible idea. And then Rick said, what if it's the only idea? We were brutally honest. We promised multiple fatalities. It's about controlling your emotions and your fear. Panic is death in the cave. My mind was on overdrive. Oh my God, am I going to be good enough? If they die, it's going to tear me apart. If you don't die, everyone will die. I told the guys, this is a one-way trip. Once you start, you cannot stop. That is a trailer from the National Geographic documentary, The Rescue. And this is Factual America. We're brought to you by Alamo Pictures, an Austin and London-based production company making documentaries about America for international audiences. I'm your host, Matthew Sherwood. Each week I watch a hit documentary and then talk with the filmmakers and their subjects. This week it is my great honor to welcome Oscar-winning filmmaker Chai Vassarelli to the podcast. Chai's latest masterpiece is The Rescue, which she co-directed and co-produced with her partner in film and life, Jimmy Chin. The Rescue is about the Tam Luang Cave Rescue in Thailand in 2018. But like all great documentaries, it is about so much more. Bravery, cave diving, the human spirit, and ultimately, generosity. The film had its theatrical release in the U.S. on October 8th and releasing here in the U.K. on October 29th. Chai, welcome to Factual America. How are things with you? I imagine you're having a busy day. Is it media day today? It is media day, but it's very nice to be here in London. Oh, well, you're actually in London. Oh, well, welcome. Welcome to the UK. It's a uh, congratulations on another amazing film. Thank you so much. And uh, for our audience here in the UK, uh, who hasn't had a, well, it hasn't had a chance to see it because it releases uh, on tomorrow, actually, October 29th. Maybe you can give us a quick synopsis of what is the rescue all about? Well, the rescue chronicles the 2018 rescue of the Thai soccer team and their coach that were trapped deep in a cave in northern Thailand. 
Okay. And what, I mean, what, I mean, I mean, every, most people will know this story. It was all over the media. Um, and what, what drew you to this story? Because you've won, won just about every uh, award under the sun with Free Solo. I imagine you could have named your, your project uh, after that. Why, what, what, was it, what was it about this one that really drew you to it? I think if you think back to the summer of 2018, it was a dark political time in the world. And I remember being personally riveted um, by this story as it transpired. And maybe it was just as a parent of Asian children, um, but I was always struck by this idea of how so many different people from different nations, mm. languages, volunteers, military, came together and really affected an, an impossible rescue, you know, yeah. against all odds. And I think that it was that idea of connection that compelled us to make this film and why we thought it was an important story. Hmm. And, and as I think you've already m mentioned here now is uh, it's, it's, it's so much more than just this actual event, isn't it? I mean, it's a film about cave diving, a celebration of the human spirit, uh, bravery, doing the impossible, which I think is, seems to be a theme of some of your movies and, um, and ultimately generosity. Is that, is that, that all plays into this, doesn't it? No, it's all central to the film. And that's why we made it was that, you know, this idea of moral courage of doing the right thing because you can, yeah. you know, um, being your best self, being generous. Like that's what, that's the stuff that connects us and not divides us. And so, you know, it seemed, it's kind of bittersweet that it's only become more poignant through the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it always was kind of this urgent story we wanted to tell. Yeah. I mean, I think what struck me is just the number of everyday heroes that are in this film. I mean, it's we're talking about a cast of hundreds, if not thousands. Um, and we wouldn't know these people otherwise if it hadn't been for these unfortunate situation where these this boys soccer team ended up in a in a being stranded in a cave. Um and I guess a lot of them found their true selves in this in this event too. Um I mean, how would you would you would you contrast that with people like Alex Honnold from Free Solo or even your husband, Jimmy Chin? I mean, are these people cut of the same cloth? Are these, you know, they're, they're heroes, they're adventurers of a, of a, of a sort, but uh, how do they, I mean, what, what struck you about the people that you, you met who were the, who were the, the heroes of this, of this story? I mean, sure. I mean, there's a lot in common between the climbing culture and the cave diving subculture. Um, but, you know, the stakes with this rescue were so much higher than, you know, mm -hmm. Alex made a very intentional choice to live a life um, and to take those risks. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it really is like that, again, coming down to the moral courage, like this idea of like no hesitancy to do the right thing that really always like defines these men to me. Mm -hmm. um, like every time I think about it, like think about Dr. Harris, he would have lost everything. No one would ever let him practice medicine again. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a father. I don't know how I'd look at my own kids if I ended up killing a child. And they all really believed that saving one child would be a success. And that's accepting that they might kill 11. Yeah. So that kind of defining character is what I thought was so fascinating about this film. You know, it like really brings out the best in us. And, and I mean, we're talking, I mean, I'm, we're based here in the UK. I mean, we're talking about uh, some, in some ways, some, 
a very quintessential English <laughs> or British movie in, in many ways. These guys, these, uh, as they even describe themselves as sort of schlubby uh, middle-aged men coming, coming to the rescue, people that we have no knowledge of until now. No, they're volunteers. I mean, what, Rick's retired yeah. fireman, John, in, uh, um, a sorry, a management consultant, yeah. and you know, meteorologist, electrician, yeah. you know, rope specialist, like an electric company. You know, like yeah, it's really, really unlikely. Um, but again, that's kind of that thing that like these ordinary people were able to do something so extraordinary. Yeah, and and the children as well. I mean, I think what was amazing is how extraordinary they were, how they coped with this. No, I think the children very much participated in their own rescue. Yeah. You know, they made a very counterintuitive um, good decision, which is many people would have stayed close to where they got blocked, cut off. Yeah. But instead, they saved their lives by finding the highest ground possible and staying there. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, I'd like to see American kids try to survive that situation. <laughs> You know, I look at my own kids and I'm like, no way. Um, but, you know, I think it's a testament to this, to a certain stoicism um, that in the culture, as well as like, these are kids from Northern Thailand whose parents for the most part are day laborers. They live tough lives. The cave was like the most enchanting kind of playground they had. And, you know, every year before the monsoons, you go into the cave. Like it's like the last summer. So I think that those children like played a big part in their own survival. And I think also who's to say that like their hope and their prayers aren't responsible for why they lived. Mm. You know, and that was kind of the interesting thing for Jimmy and myself about this film is that there is an East West situation going on here, which mm. is very part of the story. And, you know, you know, maybe, you know, Krum Bunchum, the monk, like maybe yeah. he did talk to the princess, <laughs> you know, like it's just, <laughs> who knows? Like I, I've, I've got, I, I give a lot of credence to like those belief systems. Yeah, well, it will indeed because they are even meditating in the uh, in the cave. They are they learn techniques to conserve their energy um, because the, it's, as it comes out in the film, the oxygen levels were just not sustainable. Um, they were just a matter of days. Um, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, and that's again this thing as as you're talking about this uh, this cast of thousands, East meets West. I mean, we had. Chinese, we had the U.S. Air Force, we had these British, uh, Australian people from all over the world who came together, and it was truly this world story in the middle of a World Cup, and the world's attentions all on this little little cave in, uh, or not so little, uh, cave in, in Thailand, which is, which is an amazing sort of feat of bringing people together. No, I mean, that's the last thing... I don't know, moral of the story. Yeah. Is, you know, it took a lot of different people to, and together they were able to achieve something that was totally impossible. We surfaced in what became known as Chamber Three. We thought we'd found four of the football team. They were pump workers, but they'd been asleep on the sandbank, missed the evacuation and got flooded into the cave and nobody knew they were missing. We didn't know if that chamber was going to flood completely in hours or minutes. We needed to dive these four guys out immediately. 
ลูกก็บอกไม่ได้เพราะว่ามันตายแน่แค่ออกซิเจนอันเดียวเนี่ย They were terrified but they didn't have another option We just gave them a regulator from one of the cylinders that was still attached to us So we have to keep them very close to us or the regulator in their mouth is going to be pulled out and they're not going to be able to breathe disorientating, being led basically blind underwater. It was quite brutal, they were banging their heads, we were moving them around trying to find the right hole for them to go through. All of the pump workers reacted the same. The second they thought they were under airspace, they kind of bolted up without any thought. I described it as an underwater wrestling match. After getting the pump workers out, we didn't turn around and go back in the cave. It was too dangerous. The four water workers, they were underwater for only 30, 40 seconds, but they still panicked and they were adults. Now, we were talking about a group of children. We didn't think it was possible for us to dive the children out. Even if they were alive, it can't be done. You're listening to Factual America. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Alamo Pictures to keep up to date with new releases or upcoming shows. Check out the show notes to learn more about the program, our guests, and the team behind the production. Now back to Factual America. What were the main challenges in bringing this story to life for you? Well, this, every film has its challenges. This film had many, many significant challenges. I think mainly was that there was no known footage from within the cave. Yeah. What would you even put on the screen? You know, that was a fundamental problem. Yeah. Um, and there was also a rights situation where Hollywood studio, one Hollywood studio acquired the life rights, of the children and their families. Another Hollywood mm. studio required, acquired the life rights to a few of the divers. So there was always going to be that challenge where, could you include, you know, the voices of the children or not, or, you know, mm. et cetera. So, um, so we decided reenactments are really like, we're going to be, you know, crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say like, no one besides those 10 divers knew or saw what they did, right? Like the children right. anesthetized, like the Thai Navy seals for the most part were after chamber three, but like before chamber three. And when we went to Pinewood studios and, you know, the divers show up with all their real gear. And I was like, no wonder the military was skeptical of you guys. I mean, like <laughs> Rick's wetsuit is shredded. There's still mud on it, probably from the cave for all we know. I'm like, wow. You know, like there's duct tape on his wetsuit. Um, but then like when they actually, like they're so precise and, you know, detail oriented. So when it actually got down to it and you watched John like tenderly, mm. you know, bind a child's hands behind their back and bind their feet together and then push their head down. 
like suddenly like the emotional weight and responsibility mm-hmm. that these men were willing to shoulder becomes very vivid. And so as a storyteller, I needed to see that with my own eyes. And it was mm-hmm. only in the reenactments and like being in a tank with those guys that they, sh- that I saw it. It's like, even there were like real Thai children um, who were actors, of course, but yeah. watching John and, and Rick interact with the real children, I understood very quickly, you know, there's more bark than bite there. Like, you know, they are very, like John's a dad and yeah. they're so careful and protective. And so there was a lot that we learned um, from the reenactments. And then the other part of it was there was a rumor that the Thai Navy SEALs had filmed within the cave. Mm. Um, and it's actually an extraordinary story because the Admiral of the Thai Navy SEALs is married to a journalist. And so the Admiral's wife was the only person in the world who could probably convince someone to have to film inside the cave. You know, everyone right. listened, you know, yeah. and, you know, we tried negotiating for this footage for two years and because of the rights issues, it was really important because yeah. I wanted to be, get as close to the children as possible. Um, but after I got my second vaccine and finally made it to Thailand, um, they agreed to collaborate and she came to New York and we were expecting maybe an hour of footage and it turned out to be 87 hours. Oh my goodness. And it was like a documentary miracle. Like it was kind of itself. I was like, we just got rescued Um, because every single important moment was documented. And, you know, from Rick and John emerging in chamber three to let the tiny V seals know they found the kids, all, all of the stuff has never been seen before. Like the kids having their first meal, um, Dr. Pack with the kids, um, the motivational cheer. Um, And then, you know, coming back to this idea of everyone working together, you know, no one had any eyes on what happened between chamber three and one. And so in the movie, you see those 200 people hand passing a child. Like you finally understand like this thing was huge and they needed yeah, hundreds yeah. of thousands of people to yeah. support these 10 divers. Yeah. I mean, I think what, what is amazing that you're, you're right. And I think it's come out and I know in other interviews about sort of the, however you want to look at it, serendipity, the miracles, the things that have happened uh, with this project. But uh I think, I mean, at some point there, I, mean, I wasn't even really consciously thinking, but I was like, well, did they reenact this? Because it, it's so, it, 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 the way you've edited it together, I, I was, I was like, wow, this is amazing footage. Or did they, re-? you know, I, I couldn't tell. And it was only at the end of watching the credits that I saw reenactments. And I was like, okay. But, well, uh, lucky because the critical moments were there. Like when yeah. Dr. Harris anesthetizing a child, that's real. The yeah. oxygen meter is real. You know, discovery of the children's real. So we've got really lucky that like the most critical moments were there. Yeah. Um, and so the reenactments really became like the, I don't know, the tissue in between. Okay. Hey, I know we don't have that much more time with you, unfortunately, but can I ask you, how do you I mean, you've kind of, this is just following on from this. How do you recapture this moment? I mean, basically, how do you keep us on the edge of our seats? Because I think I've seen somewhere else you said uh, the difference between doc and drama is you don't know how it ends in a documentary. But actually, in this case, you do. And it would be very easy to say, oh, well, we know the kids get rescued. and But, but then there we are. We find ourselves like almost hoping and wishing and praying that well, is, is, are they, how are they going to get through this? How does, is this part of, is this uh, something that goes back to way back when you were, you know, an avid reader or just being a storyteller? How, how do you do this? Well, I mean, I see my job as allowing audiences to get as close to these experiences as possible, right? You want to be able yeah. to see through Rick and John's eyes. You want yeah. to understand what 
40 years preceded this and prepared them for this moment. And so it's just about narrative, you know, construction and craft. And I, I won't take credit by myself. Um, we work with a wonderful editor, Bob Eisenhart, who edited yeah. Free Solo and Meru. Yeah. And very, very close, where he's my closest, our closest creative collaborator. And, you know, we take a long time to make these films, like a really long time, because every moment is intentional. And I think that for Jimmy and I, like, I don't know how many movies I'm going to make. I mm. really like hanging out with my kids, too. So, like, if we're going to do it, it's got to be, we've got to yeah. give it our all. The same way yeah. those guys did. Like, this is the one little thing I can do, so I'll do it yeah. my best can. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, by your standards, this is actually was a pretty quick turnaround, I think, but uh, uh, it's only three years or so. Um, so, I mean, before I let you go, um, what's next for you after uh, after the we rescue? We've been working on like a long-term documentary for, I mean, for seven years now about Jimmy's mentors. So that's okay. Yvonne Chouinard, who founded Patagonia, Doug mm-hmm. Tompkins, who founded the North Face and Esprit, and Christine Tompkins, who like brought them to both together because um, those guys were best friends. And so they met like when they were 18. Wow. Um, and it's really about like the original eco warriors. Like these are the people who really saw it coming in terms of our planet and lived these passionate, crazy lives where they stuck up for their values and mm. you know, worked out. Okay. Yeah. Well, we certainly look forward to that one. But in the meantime, I do recommend everyone do check out The Rescue. Uh, it's some of the best most exciting uh, cinema I've watched in a, in a while. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for, uh, thanks for coming to the UK. It's great to have you here. And um, hopefully we can have you on again sometime. Thank you so much. And we took our equipment off on the other side of the passage, made our way over to them. I mean, clearly John has a son and then I haven't got children. I've structured my life to avoid children as much as possible. But John, he's a cub master, so he's used to dealing with groups of children. Say thumbs up, say yay! He got them to do a motivational exercise. Everybody say yeah! Excellent, say, say hello Americans! Hello Americans! Hello Thai Navy! Hello Thai Navy! Say hello Australians! Hello Australians! Hello Chinese. Hello Chinese. And thank you everybody else. And thank you everybody else. Okay, we see you soon. As we left, pretty much all of them came and hugged us individually. I made them a promise that I would come back. I am really happy. We we are happy too. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. So where you come from? England, UK. As we went round the corner and kitted up, total silence between me and John, just a look into each other's faces, thinking we may be the only ones that ever see them. That was a distinct possibility. The whole journey back, all I was thinking was, what on earth are we going to do now? So big thank you once again to Chai Vassarelli, the co-director and co-producer, along with Jimmy Chin, of The Rescue. On theatrical release in the U.S. and about to be released here in the U.K. on October 29th. 
A big shout out to Sam and Joe at Inner Sound Audio in Eskrick, England, just outside of York. A big thanks to Nevena Pounovich, our podcast manager at Alamo Pictures, who ensures we continue getting such great guests like Chai onto the show. Finally, a big thanks to our listeners. As always, we love to hear from you, so please keep sending us feedback and episode ideas. Do it on YouTube, social media, or directly by email. And please remember to like us and share us with your friends and family, wherever you happen to listen or watch podcasts. This is Factual America, signing off. You've been listening to Factual America. This podcast is produced by Alamo Pictures, specializing in documentaries, television, and shorts about the USA for international audiences. Head on down to the show notes for more information about today's episode, our guests, and the team behind the podcast. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Alamo Pictures. Be the first to hear about new productions, festivals showing our films, and to connect with our team. Our homepage is alamopictures.co.uk.